My name is Jordan, and this is... Cynthia. And we're presenting the hopes, fears, and dreams that make this today's life. It's a funny thing when teaching. I never seem to get to the material I intended to cover. I hope I managed to stay on track this time. This is a lot of heavy books, Jennifer. I thought this course was going to be electronic. Electronically delivered, yes. Right now, Cynthia is learning how to teach, and I'm in her COVID pod so we can do this in person. Are you interested in learning how to teach, Jordan? Not at all. But I am interested in learning about art history. Oh, please stay, Jordan. I think you'll enjoy this. Now, Cynthia. Choose a book that you think is likely to have information about pottery. Um, hmm, well, this claims at the height of the arts and crafts era in Europe and the United States, American ceramics were transformed from industrially produced ornamental works to handcrafted pottery. Um, that was between 1870s to the 1950s. I have always wondered about the difference between art and crafts. But that reference combines them together? I think you're a little off topic, Jordan. The pertinent information here seems to be that they harness the potential of the medium to create an astonishing range of dynamic forms and experimental glazes. How so? What changed between the previous pottery and that period? Mm, This says that ceramics were transformed from industrially produced works to handcrafted pottery. The pictures we looked at before this period were handcrafted pottery. Yes, they were. Then production became industrial, and that was thought to be a great improvement. Until it wasn't. So, the choices students make about methods and materials are on a spectrum. I suppose each person would have their own preferences or reasons for their choices. Their own motivations? Yes, and this will interest you, Cynthia. Some ceramicists had utopian aims of establishing artist communities that promoted education and handwork as therapy. Oh, that's a current emphasis. Art therapy. Just like pet-assisted therapy. And why are you going into the details of different periods and purposes? The periods and comparisons are the academic piece, and the therapy angle is something people want for their kids. Oh, there is a lot of depression from being homebound. Mm-hmm. So you market that as a benefit? Um, yes, and you get the kids to focus on that benefit, too, because stress reduces learning. And it's a class, so you do want them to learn. Let's look at primitive pottery. I give out a link to a video of two men making pottery as a survival technique. That's an interesting angle. They are in the woods. They start with a branch three to four inches in diameter. They use a sharp stone and a piece of wood as a mallet to cut what they want. Um, why do you want the students to see that? They're not going to do woodwork, are they? No. The principles of method and materials came from what they had in the environment. That is a way to determine the time period and region of a piece of pottery. Academic again. I like this part. One of the artists makes a hole in the center of his round. 
the other artist makes a peg in the middle of the same size round. So woodwork! Yes! Now they dig up some chunks of earth and pound it into clay dust. Then add water and smooth out the texture. So stonework too. They used sharp rocks for cutting and soft rocks for clay. Then one makes a clay disc and puts it on a flat rock. What happened to the wood and dowel? They balance the flat rock on top of the wooden dowel, and one man spins it, while the other man shapes the clay and builds up walls for a cup. Uh, I don't understand. Why do they use the Lazy Susan part? It helps create a uniform shape. It moves round and round, and he keeps shaping as it goes. So, we all call the process primitive. But really, it's very complicated with multiple steps and materials. Not by half. They then fire the pots by building a fire over them. Don't tell me. They rub sticks together to start the fire. (laughs) Exactly. All of this work goes into the decision-making about materials. And most of this work is done in a style that reflects the available materials. You can bet if I had all that work invested, I would want a thick durable piece. And you wouldn't lend it to me. Hmm. So how does the surface look when it comes out of the fire? Covered with black spots and ash that is bonded to the clay. They begin to burnish that off and get some interesting effects. It depends on the wood they burned with. Okay, now you're in my area. The aromatic firewood I've been selling. Would that make a difference? I have no idea. You would have to know the chemistry involved in the materials. Amazing. Or you could figure it out by trial and error. Thank you for listening to Today's Life. I'm Laura Hale, writer. And I'm Joseph McGuire, producer. And together we brought you another episode of Today's Life, featuring Michelle Stahl as Jennifer Soren, a Radio Theater Project presentation.